All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Game Chat Podcast. Uh, we have a very special guest joining us today. It is the athletic director of my it's my alma mater now, which is kind of weird to say. Um, but Boise State's athletic director Jeremiah Dickey, Mr. Dickey, thank you so much again for joining us. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, of course. So um, I kind of wanted to start just by like asking a couple questions to to get to know you a little bit better. And um, so I'm I'm kind of curious, was being athletic director, was that something like you had wanted to do for a while? Was that like a dream job of yours growing up or how, how did that kind of come to be? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, it, it was not something growing up that I wanted to be. Uh, obviously, I love sport in general, um, grew up playing sports. And, and some of my first memories as a child were at UTEP games, uh, you know, mainly basketball, but also football. And, and uh, my grandfather was the team doctor for UTEP. And so okay, cool. um, through him and my family, I mean, we were, that's, that's all I did, uh, you know, played and, and went to, went to games and, and it was a connection back to my dad and, and grandparents and, and, uh, and all to say, um, I was not athletic enough to to go play at the next level and and enjoyed my time while it lasted, um, but uh, always knew I would go to college and and always knew I would uh, go to the University of Texas. Um, grew up in a Texas family and and so going to Austin, you know, I I had no idea this this path existed. To be honest with you, I was like most fans, you know, I showed up to games and and you know uh, just thought everyone else did at the same time like me and and you know i had no idea the 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 business behind the business and um you know it was uh it was eye opening as i went through college and and really lost my way and like most people in life you come to crossroads and and i had some people that that really cared about me probably more than i cared about myself um that stepped in and and helped guide me and uh, through those relationships my mom my aunt um I was able to meet some influential people in my life that I consider friends and mentors and, and even family at this point. Um, a guy by the name of Mac Rhodes, who, who is the, the Baylor athletic director. And he was at UTEP at that point. And I went home to work a basketball camp and, and was really trying to find my way. I was, I was actually going to drop out of school, take a year off. Right. Which would have been a disaster. And, uh, um, and he, showed me this, this world that, that I didn't know it ex existed. Um, he told me about his path, why he chose administration, what he did on a daily basis, what his ultimate goals were, which were to become, uh, it was to become an athletic director. And it, it changed my life. Um, and I went back to Texas and uh, my aunt was connected in, in the UT athletics department. Um, she ran what's called uh, Keep Austin Beautiful. And they were a sponsor. And so she introduced me to someone by the name of Chris Plonsky and then uh, another gentleman by the name of Chris Bloomfield. Um, he worked for Host Communications, which is the equivalent of what we have Learfield. And Chris Plonsky was essentially the women's athletic director at the University of Texas. And through those connections, um, you know, I changed my major to sport administration and and the rest is history. Um, I committed back to the academic side and and was able to to complete the degree requirements. And, and I needed, a uh, I needed a internship and, you know, back to Mac, when I left him, he said, if you ever need anything, let me know. And I called him and said, I need an internship. And he, uh, he provided me that opportunity uh, to finish my degree requirements and, and go back to El Paso um, and live with my grandmother and, and start the grind. And at that yeah. point in time, um, I knew I wanted to be an athletic director um, more than anything. And I wrote down those goals 
And I said, you know, uh, I want to be an AD. I want to be the youngest AD in the country. And, and I want, uh, you know, every three years move up or on. And, uh, and for the most part, I, I, you know, uh, I held myself accountable to that. And, and I was I'm very grateful for the people who have been a part of that journey with me and have helped me along the way. Um, and, you know, going from the, you know, UTEP to the University of Akron, which is where Mac was the AD at, and then uh, back to Texas to the University of Houston, and, and then ultimately to Baylor. And it's, uh, it's been a, an unbelievable ride. And, and I'm grateful for every moment along that journey and, and really grateful for the failures um, because that impacts me more so than the successes. Um, it, it's made me who I am and, and it's really allowed me to refine how I lead and how I serve and, and some of the decisions that I make here on a daily basis. There's not a day that goes by. I don't think about a mistake I made at UTEP, Akron, Houston, or Baylor. And uh, um, you can learn a lot from mistakes and, and you know, that's part of my growth and, and part of my story. That's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate, appreciate that answer. Um, so you were, like you said, you kind of bounced around mostly, mostly in Texas. Um, you're at Baylor. I, I had toured Baylor. I remember when I was looking at colleges and and I loved Baylor. They had a, uh, a guy who's also a redhead in their admissions office. And I remember when he, when they, <laughs> when I went in to go take a tour, my family, he was yeah. like, Oh, we, we got special treatment for you. Um, so I loved, I loved Baylor. And, um, I'm, I'm just, I, I'm curious what, what drew you, I mean, you said you wanted to move, you wanted to keep moving up and on or up or on. Um, so what, what drew you to, to Boise state? So, you know, I think that ties into my overall story and and I want to be clear in terms of the move up and on, um, I'm very goal oriented and, and I'm very process oriented. And so it's something that I needed, um, to really hold myself accountable to what that, that next step in my career, whatever that was, was going to be. Um, if I was truly making progress towards becoming an AD. And even if I did all those things, there was no guarantee that I ever had an opportunity. Right. Um, there's 131 of us, you know, at the FBS level. And and um, so very challenging. And, and there are a lot of great deputy ADs and number twos and departments out there um, that, uh, you know, maybe are even more deserving than I was, uh, at, uh, you know, for this opportunity. And so, you know, the reason I went from the University of Houston to Baylor um, I had become the number two at, at Houston, and I was under a gentleman by the name of Hunter Yurichek, who's now the athletic director at, at Arkansas, and he just was named AD of the Year um, last year, I believe, and, and Mac Rhodes at Baylor, AD of the Year the previous year. Huh. And, um, pretty good tree. I've been very fortunate to be a part of their tree and and to learn from them. They're not just great leaders, and uh, but they're great fathers and, and husbands, and 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 their faith's important, and, and things that are, are, you know, that I feel define me. Um, going from Houston to, to Baylor, I'd been at, at Houston for seven years and, you know, I knew I needed power five experience. Yes, I had, I was at the university of Texas, but I was an intern and, you know, a student worker and, and, you know, that didn't really check the box. And I knew I needed that power five experience, um, to, to best position myself to become an AD one day. Um, and, you know, Baylor had so much opportunity and growing up in the state of Texas, I knew what it was. And, and, but I also more importantly knew what it could be, especially with leadership like Mac Rhodes and, um, you know, uh, I had done my, my time, so to speak at the university of Houston and, and we had accomplished a lot and it was time for that next step. And, um, and I'm so grateful because Baylor was really where I got to refine who I was. Um, you know, at this point I'm a, I'm a, a husband, a father, you know, and, and, you know, really learning what faith is to me and, and, you know, what it was going to mean to me and, um, and to go into a place like Baylor, considering some of the challenges that they were going through, um, it was uh, just an unbelievable opportunity and, and to really get the, the experience of 
running a department and and being a, a value to you know our team and and to be able to serve a guy like Coach Rule and and you know and, and others within that space, um, it it really prepared me. I feel for for the next step. And you know when you look at you know uh, an athletic director, everyone has a why, and and my why now is probably very different than what it used to be. Um, I truly want to impact people in a positive way and and serve them and and elevate a place uh, like Boise State, to, you know, want to do something epic. And, you know, uh, that was important to me. And I really refined how I was going to do that and approach that at Baylor. And I'd gotten to a place that realizing becoming an AD was never a guarantee. It was something I could work towards. But, you know, my job was to walk through those doors when they open. Yeah. And I actually, interesting enough, uh, you know, a month before I got the call for this job, um, you know, uh, I had, I had come to the fact that I may never become an AD and I was happy in Waco. My family loved it. I loved the staff. I, I loved what the university represented and I kind of, uh, not gave up, but I, I, I felt like I needed to get to a place that the title didn't define me, yeah. um, that I was there to serve and, and there was greater good in play. And, uh, and it's interesting that a month later I get a call. Right. And and it was during a time that I needed a break. We were everyone's navigating COVID. And I got this call walking with my wife in a little farming community, Moments, Illinois, where her family farm is. And um, so I wasn't even in Waco when I got the call. And um, and I actually sent it was a search firm and one of my good friends, Drew Turner, and and I had sent him to voicemail because I thought he was calling about one of our football coaches. And I'm just drained, right? And I'm like, oh, I'll call him later. Well, he calls back and I'm like, all right, he's calling twice. <laughs> Something's going on. Yeah. And, you know, he said, Hey, are you interested in Boise state? And, and I said, uh, absolutely. Um, I knew what was going on. I had heard, I just heard about Harse and, and, uh, but we also, you know, word on the street was the job wasn't going to open for a while and they were going to go through this uh, much longer process. Um, and I think Harse leaving really, you know, elevated that search for them and, um, I said, yeah, absolutely. I'm interested. What do you think? And, and he said, well, they want you to interview in the next 48 hours. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm in some small farming community. I don't have anything with me. I'm, I'm exhausted. And I'm like, I've never interviewed mind you. This was the first AD job I had interviewed for. Oh, wow. And um, so a tremendous amount of excitement, but at the same time, a tremendous amount of fear, like, totally. you know, it's you, you, you plan the work and you work the plan and you get your place you, yourself to a place that you know you can do it. But then when that opportunity comes, um, there was a little bit of self-doubt and, uh, you know, but my job was to walk through that door and, you know, uh, my, my family really helped me during that time. And, and I remember calling my dad cause I was, I was scared and and I can admit that, you know, I'm, I'm pretty transparent. <laughs> um, and he said, you know, your, your steps are already defined, you know, just do your best and and whatever happens happens. And uh, I bring that up because, you know, I end up interviewing, I, I think it was, you know, and, and don't, you know, I can't remember exactly. I want to say it was, I got the call on December 26th. I interviewed on December 28th and then I got the call back or December 29th, actually. So I got an extra day and I got the call back on December 31st to talk to the president. And I didn't think I had even interviewed well. I was really hard on myself and upset, <laughs> and, you know, and, and, Ultimately, I got that call back and, and you know, and was able to talk through her why it was important to me and and knowing about, you know, the brand and and coming up as a young administrator when those Fiesta Bowls were taking place and and understanding the power of the blue and and, you know, it was it was so exciting to me because 
Um, it's a, a place that I looked up to and, and to be in that position at that point in time. And I never thought I was going to have that type of, of position, right. You know, maybe yeah. selling myself short a little bit. Um, but it was, uh, you know, I knew the power of the brand and I knew that we were the front porch of, of this state and community. And, you know, uh, and that alone just, it, it, it gave me goosebumps because I knew you could do something special. And um, and taking the foundation of of you know not being FBS for more than twenty five years at that point and and the success on and off the field of play and um and I also knew that because of who I am um, I wasn't going to be okay just being a a, a football school um, I wanted to go in and and take eighteen sport programs and and like I said earlier do something epic and you as I called my mentors and, and talked to various people, it, it's, it just, uh, I got more and more excited. And so I was so grateful for that call back. And, you know, it's funny when I called my dad back, I'm like, they offered me the job. You know, I got the call on the December 26th interview twice. I got offered the job December 31st, um, in the evening of December 31st. And I called my dad back and he's like, you got the job. And he was like, questioning it. And I said, yeah, I said, you didn't have faith in me. He's like, honestly, it was your first time. Like I was just trying to make you feel better, <laughs> you know? So I don't know how much he believed in me at that point, but uh, all to say, man, it worked out. And, and, you know, I, we drove back to Waco that next day, um, a long drive and yeah, the whole time and, and uh, you know, hit the ground running because I knew we needed to hire a football coach and, yeah. and it, one thing led to another and and it's, you know, I haven't looked back. I mean, I'm more excited today than I was when I got the job. That's so cool. That's so cool. I, um, I mean, obviously, you know, it was, you said your, your first interview passed with flying colors. You can't, can't do much better than that on the, on the first interview. Or Jack, someone, you know, I don't know how many people turned it down. Maybe I, <laughs> I don't know, man, but I, you know, I, I think everything happens for a reason and, you know, whether I did good or not, I'm here and, and yeah. I'll take it. And, uh, um, and I'm, I'm just, I, it's everything I thought it was going to be. I mean, coming in and during COVID and not really, it's so non-traditional, right? Like, it's not like my family and I got to fly in and see the play. I'd never been to Idaho. Right. <laughs> you know? I knew enough to be dangerous, but I'd never been this, you know, it's Idaho period. And, and so, you know, getting the job and then getting here and say, all right, what's the budget and what's the, you know, there were a lot of questions that, that I didn't necessarily have answers to when I said, yeah. yes, but that's, that's the belief I had in this place and what I knew of it. And, and, uh, and it's something I think about a lot, you know, uh, and it's kind of ties into my personality. You know, I don't, I don't care what we have, but I know we can go out and get more and, and we can figure it out. And, and there's always a path forward and there's always a solution and, and we're going to find a way. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. I remember, uh, I remember we were, we were doing a podcast on zoom because I think we were home for break at that time. And I think it was right when it was when the hire of Avalos got announced Yeah, and we were like, we were talking about it. And I just remember all, all four of us that were on the pod that day were like, we were like, all right, he made a good hire. He made his first good hire. Like this is, this is <laughs> yeah. a good start. Cause we, we all wanted Avalos to come, to come back. And so, uh, I, yeah, I just remember that. And we were like, okay, all right. We like this guy. This is, this is good. Yeah. That week was crazy, man. Like oh, I, I, I brought my family here, right. They fly us in and I left for the whole week. So my wife was here with my kids. We knew nobody. And she, she'd never been here. <laughs> Everyone was on break. So there was really no one here and they'd hooked us up with a realtor and whatever else. And, um, you know, and I came back super excited and obviously had gotten to meet Andy and, and some, uh, various other candidates uh, that, uh, doesn't matter now, but, um, you know, really took that process seriously and did our due diligence and, um, 
you know, hired him, did the press conference and then bounced back to Waco to try to close out life there in that chapter. Uh, so it was, it was crazy, man, but I'm glad it happened the way it did. Cause you know, I think it relieved a lot of, a lot of, uh, fear, you know, I told you before, like, you don't know what you don't know. And, and it's one thing to, to prepare your whole career for this opportunity, but then it's another thing to live it out and actually be in that spot. And, and, uh, you know, there's the most important hire an AD can probably make as a football coach and to have to do it as a new AD for the first time during COVID. Yeah. And, um, it was, uh, it was crazy, but I'm so happy, you know, and, and I'm excited about what we've been able to do in 24 months. I agree. I agree. It's been really cool. Um, Okay, so I have I have a couple other questions about, uh, for sure, the football program. Uh, that's just when, especially when I ask, you know, some buddies and 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 even the guys at the ticket office, Justin, Jake, and, and all those Andrew and all those guys. Um, what? Okay, so there's there's been some announcements about these projects that are being being done at at, at the stadium, especially. Um, one of my buddies wants to know if the the LED lights that are being put in, yeah, the option to be blue. Absolutely. Um, you know, and I, I, I don't know if I've said this publicly, so you may be the first to announce it, <laughs> that that's, that's very much part of the vision. You know, I, I looked at what South Carolina, North Carolina state, Alabama, I mean, there's a number of schools that, that have it's Colorado state um, and going to Colorado state that first year, I'm like, man, that would be so cool. And in our system, it's not bad. A lot of things are like it. It's just old. Mm -hmm. So if you noticed um, in the Utah state game and even Fresno state, um, to end the season, um, not all the lights were on and it wasn't because, yeah. well, I mean, we noticed it, it got so cold that they just wouldn't turn on. And so our staff oh, wow. got here for that, that Utah state game at two in the morning and they started the process of turning them on and off and you have to warm them up. And they did it all the way up to game time. And they finally said, we got to leave it. Um, because, and thank God we were playing early because not all the lights would come on. And so we needed to change the lights, but part of that vision and it ties into who I want us to be for, for this institution as the front porch, but this community and state, we are the front porch of this state. Um, I want to light that stadium up blue after every win in every sport. So when I look at the two new video boards and the LED lights that we're working on, um, and obviously the blue turf, that after every win that we light everything up, the running boards, everything up blue to where that place glows and it's a beacon to what we are in this community and, and what we represent. And, and it's not me. I just am grateful for the opportunity to lead it, but it's, it's about us and, and our collective team and Bronco nation and, you know, and, and to give some love and appreciation for our gymnasts and, and our track program and volleyball and beach volleyball. And I mean, we got some great coaches and, and student athletes across the board and, totally. and kind of tying into, you know, being familiar with like the university of Texas, where after a win, they light up the tower and yeah. they had a tower and, you know, we don't necessarily have this tower, but we got an unbelievable stadium that's powerful. And if we can light that, that, you know, stadium up blue after a win and what that would do for this community in downtown to say, we are here and we're not going anywhere and we're going to elevate this place, um, I, I think is, is very much a part of telling our story. And so that's where the vision came from. Like, how do we light this place up blue? Well, we need LED lights. We need video boards. Um, we, a lot of what we've done in a very short amount of time is try to to make up for, um, I hate saying lost time, but like, you know, changing out the turf in the indoor that was old or these lights that are broken or, um, you know, a video board that was eight plus years old and, and really impact the fan experience and drive people here. And as much as I love winning and I'm a competitor and we always want to win everything, winning is not guaranteed and it's hard. Um, but I can 
control as much of, uh, as possible the fan experience. And, you know, I want kids, I want this community to embrace us uh, better than they've ever embraced us and, and to come to our events and, and to know that, uh, you know, that they have an impact on, on our success on and off the field. And, and I think, you know, something as small as light, it ties into the vision and, and what we're trying to accomplish. No, totally. I think that's awesome. I, I love that the other stadiums are the inspiration of that too. Cause I think when we see that, at least when I, I remember seeing, especially Alabama, you know, there's, there's were one of the first and seeing that on TV, I'm like, Oh, that'd be so sick if Boise State yeah. been similar. Uh, that's that's cool. That that's that's part of Jack. Like why, like when you look at, like I'm pretty active on social. A lot of it is, you know, when people say like, I can't believe you responding to these people. And like, look, this is part of being a leader and part of representing a brand like ours. And and I open myself up. You know, sometimes not great, but you know, because there's some people who get you know upset, whatever. But I, ninety percent of it is is very positive and things that fans are seeing and and I want to create the best possible experience and I'm one person in one one perspective you know everyone has one but I also will say you know our SPAs travel quite a bit with our sport programs and that's one of the their duties you know when we go to these other stadiums and facilities I want to know what they're doing that that we could implement here you know I, I'm a copy and paste person and and right. it doesn't have to always be our idea. But going to Colorado State and seeing that, I'm like, man, that's really cool. Or seeing their field level, you know, uh, club and saying, well, how can we do that better? And potentially in multiple spaces. And, you know, uh, I'm always looking and our team is always looking for ways to improve. That's awesome. I love it. Um, all right. I think I'd be, I got to ask a little bit about college football is changing so much. And one of those is especially, you know, conferences, you got Oklahoma and Texas leaving, you have USC and UCLA leaving and I think that's a big question surrounding Boise State I remember I was I was working at the ticket office that day that USC and UCLA announced that they were moving and I I walk in and and everyone was standing up and we're like what is going on like where did this come from and and yeah. you know it's it's funny because there's there's now you know now that the playoff is expanding you got an automatic bid for a group of five and I don't know I'm sure you guys ha are having conversations but you know, what's it like with just all this, all this, these changes going on so, so often? Um, one, I think, you know, and maybe a different perspective. I think it's awesome. Like, you know, I, to me, change is inevitable. And, you know, my job is to best prepare us for whatever comes and to always do what's in the best interest of Bronco nation in this institution. And, you know, I take that, those, those responsibilities very seriously. And so I see opportunity and, and whether that's opportunity you know, down the road as it pertains to realignment or, or it's opportunity to better our situation here and, and really operate in this power five mentality. Um, we're going to control what we can, and there's very little I can control of, of realignment, but you know, when I saw USC and UCLA, it's like, all right. And, and at the same time, they were talking about, you know, CFP expansion and, you know, uh, there, there are a number of things that, that are going to benefit us. And, um, and my job is to stay ahead of it. And, and, you know, and, and I've tried to, and, and if anything, it's, it's caused, you know, a, a, a lot of extra work in some ways, right? Um, because, you know, I'm trying to stay ahead and educated on what's going on, but I, all I see is opportunity and, you know, there's no guarantee whether we get in or not, you know, at, at some point, um, all I can do is control what we're doing here and how we impact this fan and, and, and student athlete and staff experience. And, you know, I, I do think that the things that we've been doing over the last 24 months really tie into that power five mentality. Uh, I don't want to hold myself accountable to average. 
Um, you know, I want this to be elite. And, and what does that mean? And I have a, you know, a tremendous opportunity to define that. And it's improving on what this foundation that I've inherited and, you know, uh, um, and we're going to take advantage of that, you know, uh, going to three festivals and, and the tremendous coaching tree that we have and, and the success um, and doing it in such a short amount of time. We're in the infant stages of growth, you yeah. know, but to go to postseason, what is it, 20, 20, uh, we've been in the FTS 27 like years, yeah. 25 straight years and, you know, being bowl eligible and and that's tremendous. And, and none of that I did. You know, uh, um, I'm just grateful that, to have the opportunity to lead us to that next iteration of what this looks like. And and once we get there, because we will, um, in terms of getting back to to you know uh, um, the the highest level, um, you know, we're going to be prepared for that success. And and it goes into our vision and and the planning and and you know it's it's plan the work, work the plan. Um, you know, and when we get back to whether it's the CFP expansion and and that's coming. And that is very much, uh, you know, on top of mind for me. Um, yeah. It's not just getting there. It's 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 taking advantage of that and and really uh, being in and living out in action what it means to be the front porch of, of this uh, tremendous institution and, and wonderful community um, and really drive people downtown and really drive people to this institution and and uh, and help from a fundraising standpoint and and revenue generation because whatever we're bringing in it doesn't go you know it's not going to our pockets it's going right. back into the program and we're going to reinvest it and and so there is a method of the madness and and there's strategy and you know uh, I'm big on movement you know uh, you can't you know if you're standing still there's not much you can do you know we got to move and 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 that provides opportunity to pivot when appropriate and and, you know, when things don't maybe go our way or, or we need to pivot, we're going to pivot and we're going to find a new path and, and we're going to continue to push. I'm not letting my foot off the gas. I can't do it. And and I won't do it. To, you know, as long as I'm here, um, it's it's uh, this place, uh, you know, maybe good and bad for some. I don't know. Um, this place is is taking on my personality of, of being relentless. Well, and I think one of those things that it's it's pretty obvious that you guys are at the forefront of and, and doing really well is, is the NIL. And I mean, I, that's something that's just, it's picked up. It's, I mean, that's when you talk college sports, that's, I think the first thing that comes to everyone's mind, right. Sure. And, and Boise's one of, if not the best of the country at it. I mean, how has that affected your job? Cause that's just, that's something that's kind of been unprecedented in the past. It um, has. And, and, you know, it's, it's something we probably all, you know, and me as aspiring AD, but other ADs who, who had been in the chair much longer, um, everyone saw it coming. Um, not much was done about it though. And, yeah. and this is in general as an industry. And so I think it, I, my hope is it's a competitive advantage for us because I'm, I'm not coming in with blinders. It's like, this is the hand we've been dealt and we're going to navigate it to the best of our ability. And we're going to turn it into a competitive advantage. And, you know, ultimately the market will correct itself. And, you know, there's still a, a lot, you know, that needs to be determined in, in regards to what this looks like, you know, years from now, but, I see opportunity in everything, and and I think it's allowed us to to create a, a program around our student athletes and in support of our student athletes, and not just in the funding that they may or may not receive, you know, from some of these deals, but you know, also to educate them and and really tie into the curriculum that we're working through campus on, and and you know, uh, that's a big part of my job. You know, we are in higher education, and we are here for the student athlete. And, you know, I want to best prepare them and, and provide a, a structure and a template that that becomes a, an advantage for us when it when it comes to transfer portal and recruiting. And I mean, you think about as a new AD, there's a lot coming at you that you're, you just don't know until you're in the chair. And then that's part of it, um, you know, but 
my first six months, we were dealing with realignment, transfer portal, um, hiring coaches. Uh, I mean, it, it just was nonstop. Name yeah, image, bigness, Alston. Um, and, you know, I, like most things, I, I, you know, you embrace it and, and make it, uh, you know, uh, make it and turn it into a positive. Yeah, no, seriously. Um, okay. So you, you mentioned his, his name earlier and I was told, told that, you know, Matt rule. Um, do you think he could turn around Nebraska? Are you, are you a Nebraska fan? No, I just, I was just told that you, that you have a connection to him. And I mean, I don't know. I'm just, they've, they've tried a bunch of different options. I I'm, I'm curious to think if they're curious enough, you think he's the guy. Um, I say this, uh, you know, uh, I love coach rule. Um, he's, I consider him one of my best friends and, um, got, obviously got to know him well and him and his family, um, at Baylor. And I think the world of him, um, you know, and, and I have no doubts. Um, now there's always, there's a lot that goes into that, right. You know, totally. he talks about it in his press conference, you know, the support of administration and, and the institution and, 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 you know, a lot of what we talk about here, um, it's not just one person that, that, you know, finds success and you got to do it as a team. And a lot of what, you know, I've implemented here was based off a lot of his philosophies and, and his mentality, you know, this what's next, if you notice they use what's next. Mm-hmm. So does Texas tech, um, you know, that's because of the Baylor, you know, time. And, and, uh, and so I've learned so much from him. Um, I think he's uh, a great man in general, um, and an unbelievable coach and, and already I have noticed they've done a really good job of recruiting and, you know, I'm excited for him, you know, uh, um, I can't speak to, cause I wasn't there and I, you know, the NFL, um, space. And, and I know that's completely different than, than what we're navigating here in college. Um, but I do think he's the right person for the job and, and, uh, I have all the faith in the world in him and, and, you know, uh, I'm, I'm really excited to see what he can do there. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's. Nebraska is one of the schools that college football is just more fun when they're relevant and when they're, they've got a good team. I'm excited for him. I think, I think he was the right hire uh, for them to make. Uh, Okay. Two, two quick questions for you. Uh, These are kind of different, but something with Boise state is they don't really have like a strong in-state rival or rival. And I, I had a buddy that asked if, if there is any desire to start a rivalry with like university of Idaho. Um, so I probably view it a little bit differently. Um, you know, to me, when I, when I look at Idaho, you know, we all, we all represent this state and, and, and us on a bigger stage, just mm-hmm. being at the FBS level. And, um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm definitely interested in, in playing them, you know, in the future. And, and obviously football scheduling is, uh, you know, is tough to navigate right now with all the realignment and everything going on, but, right. um, I am open to looking at those opportunities and, and, you know, there are no guarantees and there are a lot of moving pieces to scheduling and, and how does it impact, you know, CFP, you know, expansion and, and realignment, et cetera. But, um, you know, uh, I'm not necessarily looking at it as, as a rivalry, you know, uh, I, I think if, if we could figure out, you know, down the road, what that looks like and, and to be able to keep some money in the state and, and, you know, uh, and I know there are a lot of vandals in our community and I know Idaho did, uh, uh, their spring game here, you know, at a local high school, I believe. And, um, I see, I always see opportunity. And, and so uh, I think anytime we can bring, you know, other fans into our, into our stadium and, and we're dealing with that on a daily basis. I mean, all the people that are moving in from the West coast, they're all UCLA and Washington state and Washington, Oregon, and 
Um, you know, and I'm fine. That's where they went to school and they can still mm-hmm. support them, but support your community. And so any opportunity I, I have to get more of the Treasure Valley into our facilities, uh, I want to take advantage of that. And and that's how I view it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Makes sense for sure. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm from Seattle area. So we've already got a road trip plan to, to go see the season opener. And, uh, it's, it's, it's fun seeing all my friends that, that either just graduated there or still go there and like, Hey, we play Boise state next year. I'm like, yeah, let's go. We're, we're going, it's gonna be fun. Um, what it's been, it's been about two years or two years over two years now. Um, yeah. favorite part about Boise and, or, or one of your favorite restaurants in Boise. Favorite part about Boise is is community in general. Um, I honestly, uh, I haven't met a bad person. Um, you know, uh, they've been everyone's been very embracing of of me and my family, and and my family and my kids. My wife and kids are very important to me, and um, that was a big part of it. You know, it reminds me a lot of Waco, and and uh, and that everyone I talked to about this job, um, you know, that week that I had to you know uh, to go through that process, um, spoke extremely highly of of the community. And, you know, uh, so I, I appreciate that piece because it helps me, I, you know, when you when you have a job like this, it requires a lot of time. And right. well, I'm not always around my family, but um, my wife has gotten, uh, you know, uh, uh, connected much quicker here and, you know, and, and has, has really embraced it along with my kids. And um, and I appreciate that. Uh, I honestly I really, you know, maybe uh, uh, answering what I just gave, but. Um, I really like the four seasons, man. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I in Waco and, and you know, Akron was just hot and cold and El Paso yep. was kind of the same way. But I mean, the fall and spring here are beautiful. The winter isn't terrible. And and the summer I'm used to, you know, it was hot yep. in Waco. So, um, excuse me. I really, <laughs> I appreciate the outdoors and, and my kids have gotten into hiking and, you know, and camping and, you know, that's something that, uh, um, you know, uh, my hope is, you know, I want to create memories for them and, and, you know, I probably have a lot of dad guilt cause I do commit a lot to this job, but, um, you know, I, I try to take advantage of those opportunities here and, and Boise is a beautiful place. And, and so it means a lot to me. Yeah, totally. Totally. I agree that that was, that was one of the things that drove me here as well was coming from Seattle where just uh, the kind of the opposite of, of Texas where it just rains all the time. I was like, I need to get somewhere where we get a little bit, a little bit more of, yeah. Season um well restaurants you asked about restaurants the yeah, yeah, yeah. what's your favorite um you know my having three little kids and you know not every you know my favorite restaurant probably and maybe the best meal i've ever had in my life was chandler's oh yeah um, you know uh and so i uh, big fan of chandler <laughs> fortunate we have a lot of donors that like eating there so <laughs> that's pretty um, nice yeah but uh from a kid's standpoint um you know, uh, we, we try to find the hole in the wall spots that, you know, they don't mind necessarily three little kids and, and, and what comes with having kids at dinner, uh, um, you know, merits was, you know, we were in hidden Valley or, uh, hidden Springs, um, you know, early on in my tenure here. And so we'd go to merits all the time, just having those, uh, what are they called? Uh, the scones. I've never heard of a scone that way, but those things are, <laughs> um, and no matter what you order, you get one. I'm like, oh, you know, that's awesome. We'll take uh, it. Yeah. So the kids liked it, uh, you know, and, and we found a couple of pizza spots, you know, uncle Bob's pizza and some other spots that are close to the house that, you know, the kids like, but a lot of it's kid type food. Um, you yeah. know, when I get to go with donors, you know, uh, you know, we, we like it. I, I like hitting up all the downtown spots, you know, Tim Barrel and, you know, they're yeah. sponsor of ours and, you know, there's, there's some good spots that uh, Boise has great food. Definitely. Definitely. I agree. All right. Well, um, 
I'll let you let you get back to your your busy day. But hey, thank you so much for for taking the time. Uh, I I really enjoyed just just getting to hear some of the stories. Um, it's really cool here too to hear about uh, your faith and how much you talk about that as well. Um, that's something that's important to me too. So um, yeah, yeah, I appreciate the time. Well, thank you, and I appreciate uh, your time. And and go Broncos. Yes, yes, sir.